Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Bible Immersion Podcast by the Well Madera, where we exist to point people to the hope and love and the wholeness found only in Jesus Christ. And the heart and the vision of this podcast is to do that by showing how every single story of Scripture snaps together to shape the one true story of Jesus. And we're calling this podcast Bible Immersion because we recognize that reading the Bible is its a lot like learning a new language. Uh, not only that, it's like stepping back into a completely new and unfamiliar time zone in a culture and a context that expects you to be fluent in their history and cultural traditions and even their inside jokes. And as we all know, the best way to learn another language is to completely immerse yourself in the culture and force yourself to begin thinking about everything through the life and the eyes and the language of that culture. And this is what the Bible is inviting you and me to do. We immerse ourselves in the story and we allow it to shape our identity as we begin to see that even a few thousand years later, we are still living within this same one true story. So as we walk line by line through the scriptures to know who God is and what he's like and what it means to be human as we're shaped by the story of Jesus, come with us and see how this divine gift of the scriptures points us to the past to inspire hope for the future. Well, hello, my friends. Uh, As I shared in our intro kind of pilot episode, I said this podcast you're going to be hearing every week will kind of vary between two types or kinds of podcasts. And the first is me just kind of doing some sermon, what I'm calling sermon process podcasting, and just kind of sharing some thoughts as I'm excited about what I'm studying and praying through to preach on Sunday. And then the second kind of podcast you're going to be hearing is going to be much better, uh, I imagine, as Sean Young and I get to co-teach through the book of Genesis. And uh, we're going to be doing that on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. with a a class of, uh, we're assuming, about 12 to 15, just engaging, interactive, working through uh, the story of Genesis and how it all began line by line verse by verse. And uh, so this this podcast here, as we're launching out, is, is going to be my very first just kind of short sermon processing podcast. And uh, But before I launch out on that, I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Daniel Rodarte. And uh, he's just a good friend of mine, and he's the reason that I'm messing around with this podcast thing. And so, Daniel... You may be the only guy out there, uh, somewhere out there in the podcasting world, listening to this thing as I talk into a microphone. Uh, But you know what? If you're the only person, uh, totally worth it. I'm grateful for just your confidence in me and saying, hey, Dave, why why don't you record a podcast? I'd listen to it. And I was like, really? I don't know if I would, but you would. And you're like, yeah. So, hey, it may just be you and me talking through the sound waves here of the podcast world. But, Daniel, thank you for your confidence in me. And uh, we're doing a little experimenting here. Let's see what happens. And so uh, this week, coming up on Sunday, I'm going to be launching uh, our 12-week series on the core beliefs of Christianity, knowing what we believe and why we believe it. And I'm going to intro it with a passage that we're all familiar with, but I want to see if we can take kind of a subversive, upside down, flip this thing over type approach to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. 
And uh, what Jesus does in some of his final words and his very clear final command to his close friends and followers, his disciples, before he, uh, this is after his death, after his resurrection, before he ascends back to the right hand of the throne of the Father. He gives his, co- his disciples, his close friends, this command. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And uh, you may be sure and confident that I will be with you always to the very end of the age. I was thinking about it this this way this week as I love my little two-and-a-half-year-old boy, Finn. Uh, This kid, man, I'm just enjoying him and loving life with him right now. He's a lot of work. He's crazy, but he's a lot of fun. And right now, we're having to lay down a lot of rules, a lot of clear kind of commands, if you will, and do this, don't do this. And it comes from a heart, from a place of, of just wanting the very best for Finn, and wanting to help him begin to make his own uh, decisions to thrive and flourish as a, a little boy that becomes a young man and hopefully a, a strong, godly man in the years to come. You know what would break my heart, though, is if in 20 years, Finn came back to me and he said, Dad, I got to share something with you. My whole life, I've never felt like I'm good enough for you. My whole life, Dad, I feel like you've always wanted more from me. You've always wanted me to be better, be more perfect, do things better, make the right decisions. I just feel like you've always asked too much of me, Dad, and I'm just tired of trying to do everything your way. If Finn came to me and said that, it would break my heart because that's not my heart. My heart and and, and Mel's heart together as we love him and Tessa and, and parent them is that we love them so much, and I just delight in and enjoy Finn, and I just want the very best for him, and I want him to make choices that will be good for him and bring blessing to those around him. And I hope that he knows that as I give him clear, simple rule after rule. Make your life about this, Finn. I want you to be a, a joy and a delight to people. I don't want you to be a burden and a terror <laughs> to people. And I hope that as he grows up, he'll see uh, the beauty that I, I, I just simply love him and enjoy him and delight in him for who he is. And when I give him commands, when I give him instructions, it's because I love him and I want the very best for him. And I want him to share that love with his friends, with his neighbors, with his classmates, uh, even his enemies uh, or antagonists for years to come. I want them to, to experience the love um, that I have for him to be shared with those around him. And you see, that's what I say is I want to flip upside down this Matthew 28, 18 through 20 command. Because if we're honest, and I hope you guys will be honest with me for a minute, is is don't you and I start to feel a little bit guilty anytime we hear that we're called to be disciples of Jesus who go and make disciples. And kind of this guilt and this fear and this inadequacy begins to kick in and we feel like we're not doing enough and we're not good enough Christians. And man, when's the last time I shared my faith in Jesus with somebody else? And man, I, like, am I making disciples? And we kind of just heap this pressure and burden and guilt on ourselves. And I think that's like Finn looking up at his dad and saying, dad, I just feel like I'm never good enough for you. 
Let me just point your attention in this passage in Matthew 28, how Jesus bookends or sandwiches his command for us to go and make disciples. First, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. You know what Jesus is saying? My friends, I have all the power in the world. And then he bookends it, the other end, he ends his statement by saying, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know what Jesus is saying there is not only do I have all the power in the world, but I also will be present with you every step of the way. I'm with you. I'm for you guys. I love you guys. Let's do this together. I've got all the power in the world to equip you and make you adequate and ready for this work. And I will not abandon you or leave you. I will be with you every step of the way. So I just wonder, man, if, if we have such a good, generous leader in Jesus who was willing to go first and who has all the power in the world and has promised to go with us and prepare us every step of the way, where did this guilt and this fear and this inadequacy and this obligation come from for us as Christians? And I want to flip that upside down and I want to return and begin to see that God is a good God who's with us, he's for us, he has all the power in heaven and earth and yet he stoops and he says, I want to be with you every step of the way. I love you. I enjoy you. Together, let's partner up and let's show my goodness, my glory, my love, my mercy, my forgiveness to the entire world. Let's go do this together. So that's what I'm processing this week and just thinking about and praying about. And would you pray with me that the church would begin to take a hold of that and that we would understand how good our dad is and that he's, he's with us, he's for us, he's not against us. All right, my friends, hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, we will be back. And in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Shalom.